Hey, I'm Terry Seville Foy. I'm so glad you're watching today. I'm so grateful that Dad's given me the opportunity to teach you today keys to living your dreams. You know, I love to teach people how to set goals, how to get a vision for their lives, and how to achieve the dreams that God's put in your heart. And you know, a lot of times I'll read books from successful people. It's like Dave Ramsey says, if you want to be successful, study successful people. If you want to be rich, study rich people. If you want to be skinny, study skinny people. So I was reading a book, you know, by a very successful doctor who's written many books. His name is Dr. Seuss. <laughs> and he made this statement. He said, you have brains in your head and feet in your shoes. You can steer yourself any direction you choose. You're on your own and you know what you know and you're the one who will decide where to go. It really is pretty deep if you think about it. You're the one who will decide what you're going to do with the rest of your life. What are the dreams, the goals, what's the vision that God's given you? You know, me not talking about dreams, that's like my dad not preaching on the favor of God or Taylor Swift not singing about an ex-boyfriend. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> but I love to teach people how to get that vision to go beyond where you are today, where you stop settling for life the way it is. You know, that's what happened in my life years ago. I just sort of found myself in this rut of 11 years doing the same thing. It wasn't a bad thing, but I just wasn't dreaming. I just kind of settled with average. Every year was a repeat of the year before. Nothing improved, nothing increased, nothing went to the next level until I got serious about my dreams. And that's what I want for your life. You know, a lot of times um, people look at their age and they say, well, Terry, that's great, but you have no idea how old I am. Well, I've discovered that your age doesn't have to be a factor. Do you know that God can restore the years that Satan has stolen? In fact, in my book on Dream It, Pin It, Live It, I talked about age because so many times people say that to me, you know, that they've missed their golden opportunities, they've missed their golden years, or one lady said to me, I'm 33 and I'm too old. I was like, are you kidding me? Do you know how many years you have left? Do you know what you can accomplish in the next 20 years, 30 years, 40 years? God can do a lot in a short amount of time. Listen to some of these people who did amazing things in what some would consider starting late. Like Lucille Ball, she debuted Lucy Ricardo on the TV show I Love Lucy at 40 years old. At 44, Sam Walton founded Walmart. At 53, Walt Disney opened Disney World, Disneyland in California. At 58, Frank Sinatra reignited his career. At 65, Winston Churchill became Britain's prime minister. At 70, George Brunstad became the oldest person to swim the English Channel. At 71, after 27 years in prison, South African Nelson Mandela gained his freedom. At 71, and think of what he did after that. At 77, astronaut John Glenn returned to space on the Space Shuttle Discovery mission. I could go on and on. All I'm saying is like C.S. Lewis said, you're never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. I always tell people, stop looking at the years you've lost. Let's look at the years you've got left. And let's do something with these years. Well, God's the one who instructed us to have a vision, to, you know, get clear on the vision that God's put in your heart. He also said, where there is no vision, the people perish. Then he said in Habakkuk 2.2, you have to write the vision, make it plain on paper. You know, that's something you've probably heard before. If you've read any books about success, most people say, there's power in the pen, that you develop such clarity when you just grab a pen and some paper and you write your dreams. Well, I like to encourage people not only get a dream book, but make a vision board. 
that causes your dreams to come alive. You become so driven and so ambitious to see that dream come to pass when you can see it clearly before your eyes. Well, you know, it's no different than maybe somebody handing you a puzzle and saying, here, put this together. And you have no idea what this is. You don't know if this is an airplane. You don't know if this is the Eiffel Tower. You don't know if this is a giant cupcake. <laughs> you have no idea what this is. But your job every day is put this thing together. Well, after doing that day after day after day, you're going to get tired of it. You're going to dread getting up in the morning. Why? Because you don't even know what you're doing. But you know, as soon as somebody hands you the picture, <laughs> it all starts to make sense. Now you have a reason to get up in the morning. You have a goal. You have a vision. You know what you're trying to accomplish. You're trying to create this image. What's the same with your vision board? You become so driven. You say, now I know why I'm getting up in the morning. I am determined to finish that manuscript that God put on my heart years ago, but I kept putting it off. But now that vision is before my eyes. I am determined to write that book. Well, that's what happens when you get clear on the vision and the dreams that God's put in your heart. So, first of all, I want to challenge you to think. So to take some time to think. You know, a lot of times people say, don't just sit there, do something. I always say, don't just do something, sit there and think about what God is speaking to your heart. And don't brush it off as no big deal, because here's the thing. There's a direct connection between your potential, your passion, and your purpose. Those desires that you have, they're unique to you. So don't let other people talk you out of it because God hasn't necessarily told them what he's told you about your future. So just sit there and think and listen and dream, even if it's for five minutes tonight. Set the alarm on your phone and just imagine what God wants you to do. Next, I want you to write the vision. You know, I heard someone say, don't just think it, ink it. You have to take the time to write your goals. I love this story. I think this is so cute because, you know, a lot of times we hear things like this, but it just sounds so complex, so confusing. We don't even know where to start, so we just don't do it do something. In fact, I think you'll love this story about a family who was believing God for a baby. Um, they've been trying to get pregnant. They couldn't get pregnant. So listen to what they wrote. This precious girl, Bethany from Virginia, she said, I've had the privilege of hearing you speak at several conferences, and I know you're always saying to keep your dreams in front of you, to write the vision. So she said, I had to share my story with you. In January of 2013, my husband and I had a miscarriage around nine weeks. We continued trying, but we just couldn't get pregnant again. We'd even started talking about adoption and fertility doctors. She said, but I knew God would give us a baby in his time. Around August 2014, she said, we bought something. It was just these little Crayola bathtub crayons. She said, what we did was we wrote all over our shower walls, scriptures, positive confessions, even our business goals in one corner. And she said, I wrote baby in 2015. And then right next to it, she wrote Thessalonians 5, 16 and 18. She said, I would speak it every single morning in the shower. Got to take a shower anyway. Might as well surround yourself with vision. So she said it was constantly before my eyes. For Christmas, my husband even, we bought each other little baby clothes and shoes because we knew our vision was going to come to pass. Well, in January, we found out we were expecting again. After the first ultrasound, when they measured the baby to determine the exact age, I counted backwards and discovered that we conceived this baby on January 1st of 2015. She said God literally gave us our baby in 2015 on the first day of January. 
Isn't that cute? You know, it doesn't have to be complex. Just write the vision and make it plain. Don't make this so complicated that you don't do anything because that's exactly what Satan would hope. That you turn this off, you get a little bit inspired, but then you just keep putting it off, putting it off. No, write the vision. Next, consider making a vision board. You know, that's why I wrote this book on how to make vision boards work for you. Why do vision boards work? Well, it's not that vision boards just cause your dreams to magically appear. No, it's what the realization and the clarity of your dreams does to you that makes it work. It causes your dream to come alive. And you know, I've done this with Desires of My Heart. I do this with our ministry. Everybody on my team has a vision board in their office. But the dreams are so clear that it causes you to become more motivated than you ever have before because you're constantly looking at it. You know, I like what the late Kenneth Hagin used to say. He would see people praying, you know, and he'd walk up to them and gently tap them on the shoulder and he'd say, sweetheart, what are you praying about? What are you praying for? He said so many times people would just say, oh, nothing in particular. He'd say, then that's exactly what you're going to get. Nothing in particular. Well, when you create a vision board, you're saying, Lord, I know exactly what I'm believing for. I'm believing to pay off my car $37,556.11. <laughs> That's being specific, isn't it? You know exactly what you're believing for. So think about it. Write the vision. Make a vision board. Get those images clearly before your eyes. And next, start speaking to your vision. You know, Romans 4.17 says, we call those things that be not as though they already are. That's what you're doing. When you hang your vision board up, you start speaking to it. You know, I, like I said, I have a vision board in my office. Everybody on my team has a vision board. We have one giant vision, vision board at our headquarters. But do you know, every single week when we have our team meetings, we read our vision out loud. And at the very end, we say, According to Romans 4.17, we call those things that be not as though they already are. Is it a coincidence they keep happening? No, because we're practicing exactly what God said to do. So when you get a dream for your life, start speaking to it. And you know, I love what Joyce Meyer said. She said, the Lord told her one time, he said, Joyce, it's one thing to stop speaking negative, but now you've got to start speaking positive. So it's one thing to, you know, to be speaking negative, detrimental words over yourself like, well, I'll never get out of debt, can't lose weight, I've tried everything, I guess I'll just always be fat, or I'll never get the promotion, everybody always gets chosen except for me, um, I'm just lazy, that's just the way I am, I'm just so indisciplined. No, the Bible says that your words are a trap, they're a snare, that we can be snared by the words of our mouth. So when you're speaking those negative things out of your mouth, you're trapping yourself into the very thing you don't want. So stop speaking negative words, but now flip it over and start speaking positive declarations over your dreams. I speak them out loud. I just act as if they've already happened. So make positive declarations. And I've got samples in here of how I speak positive declarations and how you can start that habit. Next point I want to make really quick. And this is a vital key is to express gratitude for your dreams. You know, I believe a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. This is a key we see in the Word of God. You know, you've seen stories about the 10 lepers that Jesus healed, and then the one who came back and just said, Jesus, thank you. It says his faith made him whole. He was completely made whole. In other words, there was no sign he'd ever been a leper before. 
Now the other nine, they were healed, but you could still tell they were lepers. So gratitude goes a long way with God. Well, here's a point. When you're grateful, you will attract more to be grateful for. When you complain, you just attract more to complain about. So instead of complaining, even though things on your vision board, things in your heart, they may not be happening yet, you just say, Lord, I know that your word says to be grateful and to say so. So, Father, I thank you ahead of time for my publisher. I thank you ahead of time for the doors that you're opening in my life. I'm telling you, a grateful heart will open doors in your life that no man can shut. All you have to do is look at the story of Paul and Silas. Remember that story how they had been beaten, they'd been, you know, they had shackles around their feet, around their ankles, they're cold, thrown into this cold, dark prison cell. And the Bible actually says in the midnight hour, the midnight hour, now that signifies the darkest hour, doesn't it? The midnight hour, they just begin expressing praise and thanksgiving to God. They begin singing worship songs to God. Now that's hard to even wrap your mind around. Everything's going the opposite of what they wanted. They're in pain. They're actually in severe pain. I'm not even describing it accurately. It's cold. It's dark. They've been unjustly tried, and they just start worshiping God for how amazing He is. Well, their praise got God's attention. The Bible says an earthquake was sent from heaven. The walls begin to shake. The earth began to crumble. It actually says the shackles fell off their feet and the prison doors opened up. Do you understand? When you express gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving to the Lord, He will open doors in your life that you never thought were possible. So I want to challenge you. You want to kick it up a notch? Just start saying, Lord, I don't know how you're ever going to do this, but I thank you that you're going to do it. I trust you, Lord, with all my heart. I lean not into my own understanding because in my mind it doesn't make sense. But Father, I thank you for it. The highest expression of your faith is praise and thanksgiving. So when you start expressing gratitude, I'm telling you, you're that much closer to seeing your dreams come to pass. Now, the last point I want to make before we close out the broadcast, and this is so vital, is for you to be extremely committed. Extremely committed. I'm telling you, when you're consistent, when you're committed, that's when you're going to realize your dreams. In fact, you think about people just in the secular world. You think about like Tiger Woods. You know, this is just a golf club, just a little golf club. But you put it in the hands of somebody like Tiger Woods and instantly the value shoots up. All you added was commitment. Somebody who's been swinging a club since he was 5, 12, 18, 25, all you added was commitment. Well, you know, I mentioned Taylor Swift earlier. Think about someone like Taylor Swift. This is just a piece of paper. Grab a pen, put it in the hands of someone like Taylor Swift. Instantly, the value shoots up. All you added was commitment. Someone who's been crafting songs since she was five, learned guitar at 12, what she recorded her first album at 16. All you added was someone who is committed to see their dream come to pass. Well, I've been talking about vision boards and writing the vision, making it plain. Well, this is just a court board. I mean, this is just a regular court board with some pictures and some push pins. But you put it in the hands of someone like me, and instantly it becomes a map. It becomes a destination for me to live my dreams. All you added was commitment. This doesn't just hang in a closet that I never look at. This is not a craft project I stuffed in a box and put it in the attic. No, this is constantly before my eyes. But all I added 
was commitment. Well, when you get committed to see your dreams come to pass, I'm telling you, you're going to live your dreams. These are keys to living your dreams is commitment. And you know, it doesn't have to be that hard. Years ago, I remember hearing John Maxwell make this statement. He said, the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. The secret of your future is hidden in your daily routine. Well, once you get serious about your vision, you write the vision, you make it plain, just make it part of your daily routine. Before you leave the house, you go in there and you just declare every one of your dreams out loud. And you say, Lord, I thank you for it. I'm calling those things to be not as though they already are. You know what it takes? About five minutes, maybe four. That's all it takes is for you to get committed so that every day it's before your eyes. You're thinking about it, you're dreaming about it, you're talking about it, and here's what happens. When what you see on the inside becomes more real than what you see on the outside, it's just a matter of time. God is gonna bring you ideas, opportunities, resources, and relationships to see these dreams come to pass. I'm telling you. And God wants you to start thinking bigger, dream bigger, give yourself permission to dream outside the realm of possibility. I always tell people, if your dreams are possible, you're not dreaming big enough. Because if your dream is possible, it's not going to require faith. And then the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. So if it looks impossible for you to ever get that weight off, you got the right dream. If it looks impossible for you to ever say, I've got $10,000 in my savings account, you got the right dream. Dream as big as you can, and God will go beyond that. You know, I, I love this story I heard, and it was about this um, professional golfer who was asked by the king of Saudi Arabia to come and teach him how to play golf. So he sent a private jet, picked up the professional golfer, flew him to Saudi Arabia, and he spent a few days with him teaching him to play golf. Well, at the end of the trip, the king said to this pro golfer, he said, I want to bless you with something. I want to give you something for coming out here, spending all this time with me. He said, what do you want? The golfer said, no, you don't have to do anything. He said, it was just an honor to come out. He said, no, I insist. Tell me what you want. He said, well, I mean, I collect golf clubs. I guess you could give me a golf club. He said, a golf club it is. Well, the professional golfer was flying home, and he said, as he's flying home, he just began wondering, what in the world is this golf club going to look like? Is it going to be like, you know, diamond studded or gold plated? I mean, after all, he is the king. So he said as he got home, every day he's checking the mail, wondering when this golf club is going to arrive. He could hardly wait to see it. Well, one day he goes to the mailbox and there's a certified letter in there. And it says it's from Saudi Arabia. So he opens it up and he says, what is this? And it said, you are now the owner of a 500 acre, 18 hole golf club here in America. <laughs> what am I saying? Kings think differently. We think golf club, kings think golf club. Well, my point is, you serve the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and God is saying your dreams do not intimidate Him. Your dreams, as big as you think they are, as impossible as they appear to you, they're not too big for God. You have to give yourself permission to dream. I encourage you today to sit down, Get alone with God. Go somewhere by yourself and just say, Lord, I know I didn't watch that by accident. I know it's not a coincidence that I heard that message. But God, what do you want me to do? Because see, you need to hear from God for yourself. And the Bible says, my sheep know my voice. So practice hearing the voice of God. That's what my dad told me to do. Just practice hearing his voice. And whatever comes up in your spirit, write it down. 
And let me just warn you, your, your own thoughts, even the devil's going to try to tell you you're not hearing from God. That's ridiculous. That's a stupid dream. Write it down anyway. If there's one thing Satan does not want you to do is to fulfill your assignment, to live your purpose. But I want you to just write it down anyway. First time I started doing this, I sounded really vulnerable and I was like, Lord, I don't know if this is you, but I'm going to write it down anyway. And do you know, everything I began to write began to happen in my life. So it starts with you giving yourself permission to dream. And you know, Ephesians says that God will go beyond more than you could ever ask, hope, think, or imagine. He will exceed your expectations. Remember, like I said, kings think differently. You think it's a crazy big dream, but God's saying dream bigger. I'll go beyond that. So I'm challenging you today. Don't turn the broadcast off and go on about your day without sitting there and thinking about your life. What do you want people to say about your life? What did you do with the life God's given you to live? The thing is, we don't have time to waste. I want you to come to the end of your life and say, Lord, I did exactly what you put me on this earth to do. Fulfill your assignment. And you know, don't remember the former things nor consider the things of old. God is doing a new thing and now it shall spring forth. It's time for that new thing to happen in your life. So please watch this special announcement and we'll be right back. teachings on favor, teachings on soul winning, and recently I've been following him on uh, getting your harvest in, has really been powerful. It has changed my mindset on how I look at things. I used to tithe and give, but I never saw any results. And I did not understand because I was following the word of God, listening to Jerry and telling me harvesting is also work, and I have to demand my harvest in, just completely shifted my mindset. I have been doing that and I have been seeing great changes. I cannot explain it. Um, his favor, teaching on favor, I have so much favor in my life right now. At work, nobody can explain why Millie gets picked on every time for good things that come along. I am definitely a child of favor. So I just want to say thank you. He's been great. You know, there was a book that I got last year or the year before, uh, The Blessing has impacted my life, understanding that we're called to be blessed. And that book has impacted my life. I expect the blessing. I expect the favor. And if anyone knows about favor, it's Brother Jerry. And so I just watched that favor, the blessing, and now I'm expecting we've been blessed. Our church now, it's been growing. Uh, the Lord has blessed us with favor, gave us a church. And, and, and uh, we couldn't get the money, but guess what? Somebody touched God touched somebody to give us the money to buy a church and it's, it's been a blessing and just expecting the blessing has impacted my life and we live by faith and not by sight that's our slogan blessed going in and blessed going out <laughs> hey brother we love you guys we love Jerry praise God he's been a blessing when the vision is clear 
the results will appear. In the revolutionary book, Dream It, Pin It, Live It, Terry Savelle Foy shares her journey of using vision boards to accomplish great things and shows you how you can too. Clarity about your dreams is the single most important step to success. Discover how vision boards work, what to do after you've made them, and the hidden key to living your dreams. Your future begins with a dream. In If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny, Jerry Savelle teaches you how to protect and recapture your dreams, what to do if your faith is wavering, and the four universal principles of bringing dreams into reality. Don't wait. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this two-book combo. Dream it, pin it, live it, and if Satan can't steal your dreams, he can't control your destiny. Find out how you can open your imagination and have that childlike faith to believe that anything is possible. Start turning your dreams into reality today. I want to thank you for watching today and also want to say a thank you to our partners and those of you who are praying out be about becoming a partner. We want you to join this team. You know, Jerry Savelle Ministries prays for their partners and we believe there's increase by association. When you become a partner, that same anointing, that same grace comes off on your life. You know, my dad is known all over the world for the favor of God. The favor is on this ministry. And I believe when you become a partner, that same favor comes off on your life. So. Pray about becoming a partner and join with us today. Also, I want you to take advantage of the special offer. This is the last week to offer this. Dad's book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny. Satan is after your destiny. Why do you think he's trying to talk you out of your dreams so much? He doesn't want you to fulfill your assignment. That's why I wrote a book called Dream It, Pin It, Live It. How to make vision boards work for you. This is a very practical teaching on how to get serious about your future. How to come to the end of this year or next year and say, Lord, this has been the most amazing year of my life. How to set goals. You know, they say vague goals produce vague results. So I'll teach you how to get specific. Teach you how to even create a vision board. How to, what do you do once the vision board is up? And then I even teach you some habits of the most successful people in the world so that you can start growing into the success that God wants you to be. In fact, I remember reading something that said 88% of the wealthiest people in the world, they read for 30 minutes or more every day. 2% of the poorest people in the world. So think about that. If you want to be successful, study successful people, right? Well, they have habits, and one of them is reading and gaining knowledge and, and never looking at learning as just this period of life that you did for a season and now you're done, but looking as lear at learning as a way of life to where you're constantly investing in yourself. In fact, I remember hearing Jim Rohn. He said, learn to work harder on yourself than you do on your job. He said, if you work hard on your job, you'll make a living. If you work hard on yourself, you can make a fortune. Well, I believe God wants you to go to the next level. I said earlier, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're watching today. I believe God is speaking right to your spirit and he's saying, come on, let's go to the next level. Let's get your vision clear before your eyes. Let's not repeat the same stuff year after year. Why? Because he has an assignment for your life. He cares about you. He cares about every detail of your life. So I want to challenge you to take advantage of this final offer. You can get it on our website. And if you want the complete vision board teaching, you can get it at our website, terry.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter so we can keep you motivated to achieve your dreams. And remember, God is no respecter of persons. God's not looking at your past. He's looking at your potential. And he has called you and he has qualified you to do something significant with your life. He loves you, he cares about you, and he's saying now is the time.
conquer procrastination. Let's go to the next level. So I want to thank you so much for watching and thank you partners for making all of this possible. We love you and we appreciate you more than you can imagine. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next week. Next week, God wants us to live in a continual state of His favor. That just simply means where the favor of God is showing up all the time. You say, is that possible? Yes, it is. And I'm going to show you that from the Word of God.